in the last episode we had seen that fake babas and gurus are not only limited to the indian subcontinent and also concluded that humans all over the world are same in this episode let's focus on the indian tricksters disguised as spiritual leaders welcome to the dhs talks stay tuned to your mind when someone says indian fake babas i know that in the recent years you all might have heard a lot of such names the most infamous being asaram and gurmeet ram rahim but before getting into their story i would like to talk about their underrated power and influence you might wonder why i said underrated it's because these people are the hitlers of the modern era they might not instigate people against any other religion or race but they have the same aura and orator skills that hitler had it is due to these skills and gimmicks that they got such a mass following fame and wealth listen to this report by india today to find out what had happened when ram rahim was arrested All right a big story right here on India today the controversial sect of self-proclaimed godman Gurmeet Ram Rahim is holding two states to ransom right ahead of the 25th August verdict in sexual assault and rape case scores of dera supporters as we speak are pouring in lakhs of them at Panchkula in Sirsa this after Ram Rahim supporters hit the streets in Panipat and Fatehabad Punjab and Haryana is now bracing for large scale violence in case the 25th August verdict goes against Gurmeet Ram Rahim. The Haryana and Punjab government fear large scale violence, arson and targeting of government properties. The center has rushed in 96000 jawans to maintain law and order. Also, I would like to talk about one more baba here and that's Nityanand who is still on run have a look at why he is on the run and where he is now rape accused fake godman 
Nityanand has reportedly created his own country in an island near Ecuador. The country has been named as Kailasa, which according to Nityanand's website has been founded by dispossessed Hindus who've lost the right to practice Hinduism in their own country. Now this stunning revelation comes amidst claims that the Gujarat police said that the Godman may have fled India. The website then goes on to claim that the country has its own passport, its own flag and its own national emblem. Not just that, it also claims to have its own government and a temple-based ecosystem. Nityanand stands accused of kidnapping children, confining them illegally. He is also accused of rape and assault. Can you just imagine what amount of wealth power and contacts these people have like Ram Rahim had produced and acted in three movies and Nityanand is just next level I mean even people like Malia or Nirav Modi have not done what uh, what he did buying an island and declaring it as a nation and Moreover, he has a YouTube channel on which he uploads videos daily and currently it has approximately 3 lakh followers even after he is declared as absconding 3 lakh people are following him now let's talk about them in detail first I would like to talk about the Baba who by 2013 had established more than 400 ashrams all over the globe. 400. I mean that's massive. It seems next to impossible for a person to gain so much wealth and power. Asaram Bapu or Asumal Harpalani was born on 17th April 1941 in Sindh region of modern-day Pakistan in a Banya caste, a community of moneylenders and merchants. After the partition, his family shifted to Ahmedabad, Gujarat, where he studied till class 3. According to sources, Asumal was involved in a variety of professions ranging from selling liquors and tea to repairing cycles and trading sugar prior to his establishment as a religious leader. He had a long history of escapades to ashrams and in one such incident, Lilasha, a local religious spiritual figure, ordained him as her disciple and named him Asaram. Asaram then lived in Sadashiv Ashram for two years before forming a small hut adjacent to it on the banks of Sabarmati which turned into a small ashram by 1973 and had about 5 to 10 followers. That's not even a good number I guess. I mean like he had been practicing this thing since more than three or four years and he still had gained only 
5 to 10 followers. But then an opportunity banged his doors and he didn't miss it unlike others do. With successive local governments from across the political divide paying economic patronage to him, including by grant of lands for expansion of his ashrams and the growth of Hinduization of the Gujarati society in the wake of Hindutva-centered politics. Numerous political leaders went on to swore allegiance to him through the decades, primary in lieu of commanding the votes of his followers. By 2013, Asaram claimed to have 400 major and minor ashrams in India and 18 other countries with, other, with over 40 million followers. Okay, that's fine, but what things did he do in these ashrams that made him so popular? His core teachings were aligned with Hindutva-centered views, emphasizing upon the prominence of Brahmacharya and Guru-Shishya relationship. It was instilled among the devotees to accept Asaram and uh, his son as infallible, be blindly obedient to them and not to question them about anything whatsoever. Physical violence was advocated for against any dissent. Also, he had been vocal against increasing sexual liberation of the society and deemed the adoption of Western culture artifacts as corruption of morality. Basically, his teachings were pre-recorded and broadcasted through mass media. He also organized spiritual discourses or pravachans all over India. And apart from the funds that he got, his main sources of income were his Ayurvedic medicine business and two magazines. Surprisingly, in 2008, 14 lakh copies were sold every month and that generated around 7.5 crore rupees of net revenue. If two magazines can generate him this much amount of money, then you can just imagine his network net worth back then. In 2008, the Hindu valued his assets at about 5,000 crore INR. Oh my god. I'm just going crazy thinking about the wealth that this convent had. Okay, uh, now let's come to the most interesting part. The downfall. Asaram was involved in various crimes. It seems that he was a topper in all the subjects or fields that he chose but unfortunately this cheating tricks didn't last long. Let's get back to his crime list. Number 1. Land Enroachment 
Asaram had a modus operandi of occupying vacant plots of land, occupying it through illegal means, including forgery of records and unleashing a throng of devotees when resisted by the state machinery. And that's why a number of his ashrams have faced legal challenges on grounds of illegal enrichment. By 2008, 40 of his ashrams had gurukuls, um, residential sort of residential schools. On 3rd July 2008, two boys went missing from one of the gurukuls in Motera, Gujarat. The parents alleged that the ashram administration initially tried to restrain them from lodging a complaint with the police. Five years later, on 5th July 2013, the boys' mutilated bodies were found on the banks of the Sabarmati River near the ashram. And the public started alleging that these murders were actually sacrifices made by Asaram and his followers for black magic. In 2013, a 16-year-old girl accused Asaram of sexually assaulting her on the night of 15th August at his ashram in Jodhpur on the pretext of exorcising her from evil spirits. Asaram was eventually arrested on 1st September from his Indo ashram which led to widespread protests and violence across the country. Have a look at another report which sums up all the wrongdoings done by Asaram. Self-styled Godman Asaram is going to stay in jail as the Gothpur, uh, Jodhpur court hearing the case has reserved the bail plea. Remember, charges against Asaram have been multiplying every day with more and more women coming out in the open accusing the Godman of malpractices. The latest is the 80-year-old woman accusing Asaram of grabbing her land. She claims that the land was taken by Asaram to build a road connecting to her ashram in her uh, in Rajokri rather uh, despite getting a favorable ruling from a court the ashram authorities have allegedly refused to give this land back and are also threatening her relatives in another incident which has been revived due to the sexual allegation case is the killing of two brothers in 2008 in July 2008 two young boys had gone missing from the ashram at Ahmedabad later their bodies were recovered from the Sabarmati river according to a commission set up to probe the incident a majority of the 150 depositions made by ashrams close aides the boys were killed in a tantric ritual after six years on 25th april 2018 a jodhpur court convicted him guilty of the rape charges and pronounced a verdict of life imprisonment yet asaram continues to evoke blind devotion from his followers who believe that he has been the victim of a conspiracy that's all for today guys but before going i just want to tell that religion and god are both 
the strongest and weakest points of humans so just keep a safe distance from such comments and preach from heart